Welcome to a Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Has your salon business ever stalled out or you have felt like you're just not quite going anywhere? Well, you are in the right place. Coming up, we're going to talk about what it means to stall out in your business and what you can do should that ever happen. Stay tuned. Salon owners are some of the most amazing people on planet Earth. The only problem is sometimes their hearts are so big and they give so much of themselves to their staff and guests that it creates unintended consequences. Our goal is to change the industry by elevating the way the rest of the world sees salons, spas, and barbershops and give it the credibility that it truly deserves. This is the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Welcome back to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. With me here today is Doug Campbell. Hello, Doug. How are you today? I'm doing very well. Yourself? Very, very well. Thank you. Thank you for being on with me today. I'm excited to have Doug here because he has owned. Doug, tell us, how long have you owned your salon? Uh, it's been 18 years. And we've wow. got, so we've got the one big salon at 6,000 square feet. And then we've got the 2,000 square foot salon. And then we also have about a 1,500 square foot barbershop. Wow. That's crazy. And we have that's a restaurant. Awesome. And, Lots of... have... <laughs> <laughs> and the list keeps going. I love that. So you clearly have years and years of experience and credibility. I was curious as we're going to be talking about what it looks like if you feel like your salon, it has ever stalled out. And if you do me a favor, if you've ever stalled out in your salon or feel like you're in a stall out. And by what I mean by that is like, you feel like you're not going anywhere, or maybe you don't feel like you're profitable or as profitable as you want to be, or maybe you're losing staff. or You just feel like your business is just not in the place that you want it to be. If you've ever been there, comment stalled out in the comments. Um, Cause I'd love to know. So Doug, tell me, have you ever had like felt like your business was kind of stalled out, like pl platform or um, like plateauing. just stalled out and not going anywhere. Yeah. Plateau. Thank you. Yes. Have you ever felt like that in your business? Yeah. I mean, I think every business owner, if they're going to be honest, um, has, has gone through <laughs> those point. periods because it's a, it's a up and down process. It's cyclical. So, I mean, you've got to yeah. got to be aware of when it happens because you get, sometimes you get humming along and you feel like things are going well and you can get, uh, I don't know, bored, complacent, uh, get your eye off the ball, focusing on the wrong things, that type of stuff. Yeah. The next thing you turn around, the things have stalled out and you've lost your momentum. So yeah, it, it happens to everybody. It's, it's part of, part of the, part of business. Nice. Part of business. Yeah. So it's inevitable. And at some point in your business, you will feel this way. So tell me about like, why, like what, when somebody feels like, okay, I've stalled out, what, what is something to, what are things to look for in terms of knowing in my business, where can I go next? What, what would be your advice to somebody if they feel like I just feel stuck in where I'm at? Uh, well, first thing, and this is going to sound a little gratuitous because, um, <laughs> you know, we, we have a, a high form salon academy, we have coaching, but I say, like, right. whether it's us or whether it's anybody else, the thing you need to do is to reach out. Uh, you need to reach out and find those resources that are going to keep you moving. Because part of the problem is you get in your own head and you start telling yourself your own stories and they're reinforcing the same story, which may not even be true. So mm -hmm. having an outside group of people and what I really like is like if, if you can get with people and I say, whoever you get with, you don't have to get with us. We're not for everybody. Um, we're, we're for some people and who we are, we're great, but we're not for everybody. Uh, but find your group of people and connect with them. It's a community and connect a, a safe place where you can exchange ideas, find fresh things going because that's what you need is some, some new created creativity, some new freshness brought into your salon. And so what does that mean? Because if you don't, if you just try to do some little things around the sides, it's not going to work. Um, and I did, yeah. did 
the biggest thing that we run into people with people all the time is they've gotten on the island by themselves and there's mm-hmm. no one really to talk to or get the, the advice or they get some, you know, cookie cutter stuff from some something they may have read or seen. They haven't really dove into something and got into a community. Yeah. That's the communities where it happens. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I feel like with so much social media and so many people out there advertising their stuff, there's so many things that you can learn and read and say, oh, wait, they're doing their salon that way. My salon doesn't look like their salon. And so they start to get in their head, like you said, get in their head about what where their salon even should be. So maybe even if it's a perspective change of like, maybe it's not you are still that maybe it just looks like that because you're comparing yourself to other salons. Well, I mean, yeah, it definitely could be a real thing. So how do I shake that up? But then it's I mean, it's like the power of the group, the community thing. You talk, bounce ideas off of people about what's worked and not what's not worked. So it'll make you move faster on anything, right? If you instead of so you having to go out there and learn something on your own and go through the hard knocks of that, if you can go with a group of people and some of them have done it before you and say, hey, you know, what worked and what didn't? And they can say, okay, I did this. It sucked. That was the wrong thing to do. But I did this mm-hmm. and that seemed to work really good. Because like one of the things inside the academy we talk about all the time, is we don't do cookie cutters because I don't believe cookie cutters work. Um, it's about no one principles. size fits all. Right, right. It's a, it's about principles. It's about you know what what's the idea behind it? What's the principle that we're working on? And then that from that create what works for your salon. I mean, sometimes it's just about you know your your culture. You know, do you have a, a real code of honor that your team created? That's very good for resetting the energy. And I, you know, I'm give you the the asterisk warning on that one is that you may lose somebody on your team after you do a code of honor. Uh, the reason, and sometimes it's the most vocal person, right? It's the one that, that yeah. You know, yeah, we need to do this. We need to do that. We need to do the other thing. And uh, then wherever you get the code, you put it together and that person realizes they have to live by that code. You're like, now, wait a minute. You know, we, we, we made this code for all you people. I'm amazing. I don't need the code. Mm-hmm. I need to keep it. So anyway, it will expose that person inside of your, your company. And For that's sure. the person that you need to get rid of. And sometimes that alone, getting rid of that person that's the negative energy can make a huge difference uh, inside of your company. Because yeah. we hold on to people, especially in this industry, we hold on to people too long. They're a producer. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, it's... it's and that's one of the biggest mistakes that people can make is holding on to someone just because they're a producer, but their negative energy is holding so many other people down in the salon. I mean, it's yeah. actually palatable the the way the air tastes and feels after that person's gone. It's not that necessarily that was a bad person. Is that they weren't a right, right fit for your place. Uh, so you got to get yeah. clear about what your culture is. And I think to I'm talking about being installed out, I think sometimes that's what happens some will grow too fast sometimes and we'll bring people on just to bring people on because we feel like we need warm bodies and it, we kind of start to uh, dilute our culture or we're not clear about what our mm-hmm. culture is. And that's where we run into trouble. That's very interesting. I love what you said about like when you are high, like you, yeah, you're going too fast and you, you see an influx. And so then you try, course correct and try to provide for that influx. But yeah, you don't go slow and make sure that you're coming to the right people. Now you said code of honor. And I want to make sure for everyone who's listening, if you know what a code of honor is, put code of honor in the chat. Uh, But code of honor basically is a code where you and your team sit down together and come up with a series of 
things that embody who you want to be as a culture, like being on time, or it can go from logistics to the, having empathy with each other. And so we talk about that a lot in the academy on building that code of honor with your team. So if you're interested in resources on code of honor, put resources on code of honor in the chat, and I will be able to get some of those to you. So talking about um, staff and culture, um, I love what you said about don't keep people or who are high earners. We talk about that too. Um, people who are like, oh, I can't get rid of them because they're producing a lot for my salon. But if you are stalled out, then maybe it's that one person who you think is producing a lot, but removing them then brings a whole different thing where, like you said, the clear air. I love how you said that. Um, if somebody, so say, say somebody feels like they have this person in their salon. They're like, oh, like you struck a chord. That is, um, that is who, what is going on in my salon, that I have somebody who's a toxic person in my environment. What would you say to that person who feels like somebody on their staff is that toxic person and how to go about like firing them or moving through that? Like give them some encouragement on what that could look like. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't really fire people. We give people opportunities to find a place that fits their personality a little bit better. Um, Love that. So, so I mean, but that, that's part of the thing. And I mean, you just gotta be clear. Like I said, it's not about somebody being good or bad. Hopefully it hasn't gotten to the point emotionally that way. Uh, if it has, then they've really been there too long. Um, it, you just have to have that conversation. If they can't get on board and row in the same direction as everybody else, you just have to say, look, you know, a, you're a talented person, but this, this isn't working out. And what it's going to allow to do is people to rise up the ones that you want there. So it's one of things to talk about all the time. So like you, need to, you need to be happy and make money. You need to be having fun mm -hmm. and making money. Okay, if there's someone that's toxic in your environment and you're tolerating them or you're putting up with them because you're scared that if that money goes away, there's going to be a problem, then you're probably not having very much fun. So it's like, and, and you may not even be making the money that you deserve to make because that's, that's stopping your company from being what it needs to be. So you need to clear that out, get clear. And there again, that's why it's great to be part of some group, a, a, a quality group, not just some random, you know, chat group online, that's not very helpful. Uh, but a quality group that has, wants to see the best for you and for your company. Um, yeah. Walk through, what does that process look like? Or things that I need to have in place. So I've, I've had the conversation with this person and we decided they are going, we are going to separate ways. And then what's my process behind that? How do I build up uh, the right thing? And we've had people that you know, have let things go too long. And they end up having the dreaded walkout um, mm -hmm. because that person, started, that person started recruiting other people as there was conflict because they, they know when there's conflict or discomfort. And so they're, they're starting to recruit these other people and they leave. Well, sometimes even when they've had multiple people leave, uh, especially in, in our group at HBSA, we often have people say it's the best thing that ever happened to my company. Uh, because what yeah. it does is it clears out all the mistakes that you'd made for years back. Mm -hmm. And now then hopefully you're a better leader and you're a, a, a better owner than you were before. So they bring new people in that experience the new version of you and you get to build the salon of your dreams, but you can't do yeah. that. So you're willing to so get me willing to clear out, but having a support group around you is very helpful. Um, I mean, nice. not to make light of, of alcoholism, but it's kind of <laughs> AA. It's very difficult to quit drinking on your own, but whenever you've got, a group of people around you support you, it's much easier. But that's the thing. So the yeah. addiction thing inside of the salon world can be, you know, they're a high earner, so I can't let those dollars go away. And the other thing is usually interesting, or I, I 
think it's interesting about it is that people will, once they let them go, they realize they really weren't, especially if that person wasn't a really good retailer, they really weren't making that much money. Dollars were going through, but they really weren't making that much money off of that person. So. Dang. That's a really good point. What I'm hearing you say is like, just when you feel in your business and your salon that things are starting to stall out, or you feel like you're not sure where to go, that finding that support, whatever that looks like for you, finding support, because running a business, I mean, Doug, you have what, three salon, three, two salons, a barbershop and a restaurant, like running businesses, it's a lot of work. And without a solid support person or people to run ideas by, I mean, I don't, I don't feel like we're meant to run this, run this race alone in whatever we're doing with life. And so having that support group and those people who can even, especially like you're saying, other salon owners who've been through it before and can give you that feedback. Um, it's amazing. We're going to take a commercial break, but when we come back, we're going to continue to talk about what it means and what it looks like if your business is stalling out, how to combat those fears and what to implement in your salon to make sure that doesn't happen. So stick with us and we'll see you soon. Hey, HPSA listeners. Let me ask you this. Are you tired of not knowing what your hair color is costing you on every appointment and watching it chew up your profit? Well, with Salon Scale, we take the guesswork out for you. Using a mobile app paired with a Bluetooth scale, Salon Scale will tell you exactly what your color is costing you on every bowl mix down to the ground. As you mix, Salon Scale will also digitally store your formulas and track how much product is being used in real time. So you can manage your inventory, cover your expenses, and generate more profit in your salon. Use promo code HPSA10 to get 10% off an annual subscription. Salon Scale, the new standard for mixing color. Welcome back to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Again, I have Doug here. We have been talking about stalling out in your business and just feeling like maybe you're not going anywhere. Maybe you're not making a profit. So before we were talking about what that looks like, how to change your culture and key things to look for in your staff. Now I want to dive into with you, Doug, on talking about financially. If people feel like in your salon, and if this is you, drop profit in the comments, but if you feel like you're just not making a profit or you're not making even the profit that you want to be making, Doug, what would you say about that? Yeah. Yeah. Cause those are definitely things that can slow you down. It's like we talked about code of honor. I think leadership teams, another important thing, but then once you get that, get that cultural foundation, like code of honors foundation, I gotta get that in place. Uh, but then after yeah. that is like start to look at your business and look at, be able to analyze it and get good feedback on what's making me profitable. What's not making me profitable. Do I know what my break even is? Uh, and then once you figure out your break even, then you can start figuring out what you need to do and you can, Break that up by the day. You've got busier days or slower days by percentage. What does that look like? Because uh, it's just important for you to know, one, what do I need to make to keep the doors open? Uh, and then two, what can I do that's profitable? One thing is like in the restaurant world, if you've ever been into or, or looked at a, I'm sure you have, looked at a uh, menu, you'll see ones that will have like bold in, in a square kind of highlighted uh, uh, items on the menu. Do you know why? No, not at all. Okay. So the reason is, is that's their most profitable item. So they're trying to, Whoa. they're trying to promote that. So they sell more of their most profitable thing. So one thing is one of our Whoa. earlier trainings called um, Profit Maximizer is going back and, and actually looking and understanding, breaking your services down to understand how profitable each service is so that you know to do more of those services. So promote more wow. than that's the thing that you want to put out there because you're going to make more money off of it wherever you're putting out there. And then also in that process, you find out if you've got some real dogs in there that are barely making anything or may even be losing you money. So you want to make sure that you're, okay. you know, 
finding out what those things are because you can't manage what you're not aware of. But breaking that down sure. so you understand by service which things are most profitable, which things aren't, and then you can redesign that. So then you can say, okay, this is I need to up my price on this to make it more profitable, or I need to cut my cost on this, or you may say I need to get rid of this altogether. And this is super profitable, so I need to really sell more of this. Uh, and it's nice. they're again uh, retail. It, you know, it, it, people will will write that. Oh, they're getting it from Amazon. They're getting it from Ulta. They're getting it from wherever. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like if you're doing great consultations, then people are going to get it from you. But talking about profit, yep. that is the most profitable thing in your salon is retail. And in my opinion, you're not doing your job. Your staff's not doing their job if they're not prescribing the correct thing for people to finish the work at home. Because the worst comment that you can ever get in a salon is, oh, I love coming here because every four weeks, this is the most amazing I ever look for the month. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible thing for someone to say because it means that they don't know how to make themselves look amazing when they're not at the salon. We need to teach them how to do it give them the tools to go home and be able to do it. Uh, but they're, but they're, that's that retail part, which will do your profitability. Yeah, no, I love that. I love how you're saying like, I know for a lot of people who come in the academy and we teach, they've never like really looked at their numbers and saying like, where where is your break even? And like what I hear you saying is, know your numbers and know where you're making profit and where you're not. And that like, even so if you aren't sure if you're making profit or not, maybe that's, that's, that's where you start is knowing where your numbers and where everything lies and knows what to focus on. Cause when you see what services are more profitable, then you also start to learn your clientele and learn what people are coming into your salon for. And then you can start even running marketing things to that and start to just knowing your numbers gives you so much intel into your business and what it's looking like. If you know your numbers, comment numbers. If you do not know your numbers, then comment don't know. Um, cause that is definitely a very important part of running your business is knowing where you're at. Um, Doug, I love, I love where you're going with all of this and talking about being, you know, we talked about uh, leadership team. We talked about code of honor. We talked about profit. And so I want to talk to those people who just kind of feel like, I know some people get to a place where they're like kind of out the door. Like, do I keep going? Do I not? Let's talk mm-hmm. into like, when I'm, when I'm building my business, how do I know when I'm building an effective ver- business versus I'm just not? Is there a way to, to tell that and to see, okay, I'm going the right direction or like I know walkouts can be a restart or what ways to address your business when you're feeling like you're not sure where it's going. Yeah, well, I think some of it is, you know, people fall out of love with their business. Um, and yeah. so then they're just trying to, it's on life support at that point. You know, it's like, <laughs> well, I can't really get rid of it. I don't want to do it. So what am I going to do with it? And so one of the things that we like to do is like get people to fall back in love with their business. I mean, they need to fall back in love with yeah. the people that are working for them. And so what I mean by that is so one of our things, we we grow people and we use hair to do it. Mm-hmm. So what I mean by that is we grow human beings to have great lives, people that come and work for us. We use the hair industry to do that. And so that's just a different wow. perspective on the way that, that things work. And one of the things that I think that people aren't clear on too in, in this area and in a lot of areas is, is really understanding what profit is. Uh, we mm-hmm. people come to the academy all the time. There's all these wild different versions of what they think profit is. Uh, so profit, you do not work for profit. Profit <clears throat> is a reward for the risk that you took. So if you're doing wow. work inside of your business, you need to pay yourself as a manager. If you're working as a stylist, you need to pay yourself as a stylist. Neither one of those pays are profit. It's what mm-hmm. comes out at the end, that reward for the risk that you took. That's profit. Um, so getting clear on that, one of the other things 
who knows what the salon owners are extremely smart people. And a lot of them will say, well, I don't really understand numbers. I don't get my numbers. I don't get all that. <clears throat> the reason is they, they've never been, it's never been explained properly. They, because once they get it, once they understand the business principles behind it, they do extremely well. I mean, I've been amazed that people come in and say, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm bringing home this much money in my bank account. I don't even know if that's actual real profit. <laughs> kind of problem calling it profit. Uh, you know, I, I don't pay for myself what I do behind the chair, or I only pay myself what I do behind the chair. But once we get them clear on things, and then within a couple of years, they're just going gangbusters and making great decisions because they have the information. It's like it's not that the people in this industry don't know it or can't understand it. It's that they've just never been presented in the way. Once they, once that light bulb comes on. It's a very bright light bulb, and I'd put a salon owner against any business owner anywhere in any any industry. I love that, man. That's awesome. I I definitely agree in terms of like, yeah, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. And sometimes, if if you are a salon owner right now and you're listening to this and you feel like you are lost in terms of what to do next, or we've been talking about certain things, you're like, man, I've never heard of that. Um, we do have the academy, and we have a profitable salon owner Facebook group. If you want to join that, a group of salon owners to get connected and get plugged in and to find people who are like-minded and who can just help propel you in your business because we're never meant to do it alone. And if you are struggling with something, turns most likely there's somebody out there who either has been through it, currently struggling with it and can help you through it. And so thank you so much, Doug, for jumping on and talking about stalling out in your business and what that looks like. Um, I always love getting expert advice from somebody who's had a salon for 18 years plus. And um, so this has been really, really fun. Thank you for being here with me, Doug. And um, thank you for everybody listening. And I will see you next time on Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Have a good rest of your day. You've been listening to the Profitable Salon Owner Podcast. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a review, and check us out at ProfitableSalon.com for more episodes, content, and to help you turn your salon into the business you've always dreamt of.